what's going on everyone welcome back to the footy fetish F- well it's euros F- special episode three or four four we'll go four sun's in four um and yeah we're doing more euro stuff with obviously myself alfie we've got mark fox over there Hello. say hi. hi and ollie ollie grieves just below me yo and then he's a faceless man today but that's just because of internet problems but it is <laughs> reoccurring guest friend of the show dan bardell how you doing mate I'm very well, very well. Good, good, good to hear. Good to hear. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? We're going straight into England because it's coming home. So, Bards, I'm going to go to you. How are you feeling about England right now? Oh God, it's such a bag of mixed emotions, isn't it? I mean, oh. we will I start mean, with the Scotland game because we haven't actually spoken about that yet. Um, <laughs> okay, fuming about that result, but that's down to the fact that it was Scotland. You know, you want to beat them. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll keep it keep it quite short. In the grand scheme of things, yesterday's result, I'm probably actually slightly more annoyed about because I didn't want to win that game. So the one time I won a nil-nil, they yeah. don't give me a nil-nil, and yet it's in our DNA. Um, so it's it's a weird one. It's a bag of mixed emotions. I mean, we'll be playing at Wembley, which is good, but yeah, no, possible or Germany. I'm very much in the boat of I wanted us to win yesterday. So I'm quite yeah. interested. With Ollie or Mark, were either of you for a draw yesterday no but i wanted us to win yeah win yeah okay Mark, uh, i just yeah bard so what was it what what why did you sort of want the draw then like just just go oh, into that mate i i'm surprised all three of you were like yeah i wanted to win because i do not understand any of that i want attack 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 i want yeah, to win every fucking game one goal yesterday i know positive goal, vibes baby i want positive vibes in yeah, yeah. Uh, hello. Got, this is what hello good boy so watch the game got someone called the good boy in the chat hello <laughs> Go on, go on, I watched the game with uh, my dad yesterday, right? And I, was, I said to him, I was like, I don't understand. If we're going for the win, how is it we've only managed to score one goal and it was with the smallest guy on the pitch and it was a header? And it was <laughs> Sterling, who isn't really prol- prolific. Say what you want as well, because his, his inclusion could be justified. You know, he's now got two goals. But the fact that he can turn in such a wretched performance against Scotland shows that he's... He is so inconsistent and it's a danger, I think, having him and, you know, Kane up top. I mean, it's not good if Kane can't score against the Czech Republic, do you know what I mean? So my argument was, if we're going to do that and we're going to win, then why are we not, like, bringing on Sancho earlier or changing it up a bit, trying different things to create goals and win by, like, more than one? Yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I, apart from the goal, Sterling has been not great. And um, well, not not good, like just bad. Basically, he's been he's been bad. Um, I I'm with you that Sterling uh, that Sterling probably I don't know. I don't, do you think Sterling should start the, start the next game or would you? Is there only one? Do you know what's hard? Well, yeah, because yeah, he's the only one scoring, so he's gonna, isn't he? We've scored two goals so far in this tournament, and both of them have been him. So I'm not going to say don't play him, but um, he was awful not... in that Scotland game. Yeah, he was, he, so he was awful. Well, he wasn't the only one, though. No, of course. There was a handful of shocking performances from the England team um, after that game. Um, I wanted us to win yesterday. Um, I think you've, you've got to go through with confidence. You've got to go through with more goals under your belt. Um, who knows if results turned out differently yesterday, we could have potentially gone through in third position or something um, instead of obviously winning the group. But I think it's all about yeah, going through with the, the mentality that you can win games, you will win games. I think if we'd 
obviously won the first game and we drawn the second and drawn the third. It's a little bit worrying considering the first game was probably our hardest game out of the lot. Um, or on paper, it, it was anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. Nice. Um, I've, yeah, I wanted us to win. I think we um, did made the right moves yesterday. First half was a lot more um, positive than the second half was. Um, but if we're sticking to just the Scotland game at the moment, um, it was such a negative performance, a really negative team that was put out by um, Southgate. Obviously, I know there wasn't many changes. It was only the one change in the Scotland game compared to the uh, Croatia game. But yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't a, just a oh, yeah. two, two changes. Yeah, it just wasn't well, a very good. Um, before you go on, can you, sorry, can you turn your fan off? Because I think it's blowing into your mic a bit when you oh, talk. Oh, it right there. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's much better. Yeah. So. Either way, yeah, I think um, yesterday's performance was a lot more, um, was a lot better for us uh, than the Scotland one was. Um, the players that did play played well um, for the first half, anyway. Second half looked a bit more sluggish, but terrible. Um, I, well, I, I'm not, not going to say I was unhappy with the result of, of how we played. I think we, we were still a better game, but yeah, it seems like we are a, a one-half team at the moment. We only seem to be performing in. Either the first or the second half, we can't seem to perform for the full ninety. There's an act set up probably partly to blame on Southgate being a bit more of a defensive player to get the goal. Well, I don't back. think Southgate's a anything manager. I think he just fucking rocks up and does whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like he feels on the day. Like I don't think there's any tactical like now set at all. He's not that kind of manager he's good to bring the players together to have a nice feel in the camp and that obviously takes you so far but then at some point you actually have to play good football you got to think, think of every 10 minutes exactly. what you're gonna do and it's just like i don't know man I, I don't know we don't really have any good english managers so it's sort of like what we what are we gonna do bro like, it is what it is um we just gotta sort of hope and pray that other teams are worse than us on the day and we Oof. can sort of sneak it. Don't think we can be um, praying for that against like France or something. I mean, we will be playing very much counter-attacking football from now on. Um, when wh wh whoever we play next, obviously we're going to be playing a big team. So whoever we play, we'll be we'll, we'll we will be playing counter-attacking football, which actually could work to our advantage. Uh, with the obviously we're going to keep Rice and Phillips in there, keep that, and you need that you need that those two in there to be able to counter anyway. Um, and uh, you right, Mark? Yeah, no, 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 no. It was um, getting random streamers saying, "Oh, oh, it was Simon. Simon's watching, okay. and he did a thing. He did um, exclamation point time, and it just give you. It just it should should say you've been watching for X amount of time, but it just didn't do that. It just okay, said right. you've been watching anyway. for zero point zero zero. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, but so Rice and Phillips, yeah, you have to keep them in to be able to, to counter attack so you can get the boys up the field a bit. And I think yeah. if Kane's standing on the halfway line. That's going to be his what he loves, right? If he's got wingers bombing down the side of him like he does at Tottenham and he can, you know, spread the ball about a bit, which he's been doing it this season. Hopefully that can kind of come in and play an effect now going forward rather than us trying to be good at football, I suppose, um, at a dominating possession sort of way. But it'd be interesting, man. Loads of big teams have been slipping up. I mean, the only ones that haven't really slipped up, I guess, have been Italy, Netherlands. Netherlands, obviously, will come onto them, but they've been sneaky good. Um, no one's talking about the Netherlands, but they've been pretty good. Um, and yeah, just these teams. So I, I, I'm not too... I mean, I am worried, but I'm not too worried. Um, it's coming home, obviously. It's still coming but, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. <laughs> and yes, to uh, answer your question, Simon, Bardell is there. He's having some 
technical is. issues. So but make sure you check out Bard's Bites. Yeah, you've got his lovely logo up there. And Instagram and all that. It's lovely. Yeah, that that was good. a lot more orange than I thought, by the way. That's <laughs> I didn't think right. it would do the whole thing. I was like, oh, fuck. It's actually quite um, nice having that little orange nice, yeah. down there. <laughs> Breaks it up a bit. But going on to what Alfie said earlier about, um, yeah, Southgate making the changes, I don't understand that either against Scotland where he only made two and yesterday I thought he'd done them so late and I was yeah. are you going to give them eight minutes for Jake give them minutes no, yeah no. what's that all about what is that about know. it's an insult it is and he took Grealish off after 60 minutes that's ridiculous yeah. I know he didn't look like the player he was in the first half but he's still well, basically our best yeah, none of them did really none of them yeah. looked like the player that they were in the first half oh, yeah. um, bloody good. sorry <laughs> Pickford's been bloody good you know what I love, yeah. right? Every time it gets passed back to him, what make, gives me a heart attack, right, is when the keeper lets them run, pulls them in, and tries to just get a pass off. And obviously that's fine because it's an easy open pass. But there is the odd time, as we have seen with, well, I'm, I'm speaking about Liverpool goalies here, where a pass hasn't quite right and a goal has been conceded. Pickford doesn't fuck. He absolutely just launches the ball back the other way. No, not trying to like pass it to back to his centre back, and the centre back got like a winger running at him or something. He just absolutely hoofs it. I was like, sick, I break that. Yeah. Wait, so no, weirdly, he's, I'm he's like, just, just gets it out. That and that does add a new uh, that does add an element to our game again. Like I was saying, if we're counter attacking, Pickford's distribution is so good. Probably the best out of any keeper in the in the tournament, really. Uh, maybe bar someone that I'm just uh, missing off the top of my head, but. Um, yeah, I, I, that could add something to the game. You know, I'm trying to be optimistic here. I'm trying to be the positive mental, positive mental attitude and all that towards this uh, next round of 16 game. But um, speaking of the positive mental attitudes, I think uh, my my boy young uh, Bakayo Saka brought a lot of positivity answer. into yeah. that game. Yeah, fantastic. He was awesome. What a Him and Grealish. Him and Grealish added something new. Yeah, definitely, I, definitely. He's uh yeah, he is one of them. He's one of them players that you need because he's one. He's like he's a tactical sponge. He, if you tell him to do something, he'll just do it. If you're like, oh, you need to mark him and make sure that he doesn't do it, he won't go and wander. He will do what you tell him to do, hmm. um, which is something that we are definitely going to need. Um, he's full of uh, like, flair as well, and he, he he loves taking on people. Like he loves receiving the ball, making the uh, making the runs, dribbling with the ball, passing it. He can do everything, really. He doesn't have that many weaknesses. He's not afraid um, of taking for... a challenge as well. Exactly, yeah. And considering sort of his age, and this is his first um, sort of proper tournament, he's outshone quite a few of the England players, and he only played not even the full 90 minutes last night. Um, he was, yeah, phenomenal. He was, he was, he was great. And we need, we're going to need some more of that. And he has, he has something that, I guess... Like the your Foden, your Grealish, and your Mounts don't have, which is pace, and we do need that going forward. Um, obviously, Sterling's got pace, but then it just lacks a lot of other things. But yeah. um, I don't know; it's it's a tough one at the moment. But we'll, you know, I guess we'll obviously be talking about Slovakia. The goal for the Slovakia game was a, a a great bit of play from us. I have to say, it was a wicked bit of link up play between the boys. And there was a few times, there was a few times yes, yesterday where we could have put uh, the Czech Republic to the sword, but we, you know the finishing wasn't there so i don't know how we get the finishing there um harry kane is i know it's a it's a weird one but harry kane is owed a goal i suppose you could say he doesn't go four or five games without scoring just that, that doesn't happen so i am confident he's going to bag a goal at some point but yeah i don't know what, what do you guys think about um kane i guess we'll, we'll continue down that road 
I think the main issue with... Go on. Nah, go on, Bardell. Go on, Bardell. You're the guest. Here I go, here I go. You went off as well. I think the problem we got with Kane, and I think this is where... I don't want to slam on on like a player like Sterling, but at the minute, what we're obviously not creating is the chances. Now, whilst I don't think Kane is doing enough at the minute either, I think you can't um, disregard the lack of service that he's getting. And Sterling doesn't exactly pass the ball or feed the ball to him um, because he, he runs off him. Like that's, that's the game plan they've been doing. But this is why I don't understand why we're not getting Sancho on or even, you know, you're taking Grealish off, who's providing these chances. We're not trying to mix it up for like the last 20 minutes and see what we can do. Because Southgate is desperate for him to get a goal, otherwise he wouldn't have played yesterday. If he already had a couple of goals under his belt, he probably would have been rested and he probably yeah. would have played like Calvert-Lewin or Rashford, something like that. But we're not providing him with the service, but then we're not even trying to do that by playing, you know, other players like wingers that can do it in the team. Then... I don't know. I don't know how he's gonna sort of get that match sharpness or, or get that click. You know, like the fact we he hasn't formed that click with one player yet in the tournament yeah. is is a bit of he a had worry. That I think early in the World Cup. So. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. No, I'm with so, you. So, I, so they didn't pass him in the semi-final. Yeah, true, and then didn't pass him again yesterday. <laughs> but I can under. He yeah. he's not passing to anyone basically now when he's in that box. Harry Kane he's he's not. He's going for a, uh, he's going for a goal. And I, I think that's a problem as well because he it is. Once it he might is. need a goal, he still needs to yeah. look up and pick the right thing. But that might be playing on his mind a bit. And I just think he's he's not being gifted with loads of chances. Like and I think the lack of service is a massive problem. But Southgate doesn't seem to want to change it. I think he just thinks he'll get out of the rut that he's in. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, there's uh, Kane, obviously, in the uh, World Cup, uh, well, the last World Cup, and then obviously again yesterday, he's done the same thing now, where there was a player sort of on the inside of the box that he probably should have passed to, but he went for the goal, he went for the, the shot instead. Um, obviously, with the in, um, in the World Cup, that seemed to hinder us quite a lot. It wasn't as important yesterday because we, we still ended up winning and everything, but it's those sort of opportunities that we need to be capitalising on and. Um, I know he wants that that goal, uh, being one of the best strikers in the world. He obviously he's he's not used to sort of not scoring goals, um, and obviously on the currently the world's biggest stage without obviously the World Cup being played, it's he wants that goal. He really wants to score, but at the same time he needs to think about the the well-being of the whole team. Um, if it's a better idea for him to pass, he needs to pass as much as he wants that goal. Um, and yeah, I just think the way he sort of played so far, he needs to step it up a bit, really. Um, like I, I know it's not all his fault. He, he does need that service. Um, I think yesterday was um, more of what we can do um, with some of the balls that were coming in. But I think we're heavily relying on our wing backs at the moment to provide these balls in as opposed to sort of some of our wingers, um, which I think we need to sort of have a look at as well and decide really who should be putting those balls in just on a separate note there yeah, i have um, no Lewandowski has scored twice now uh oh, two all, leveled two it up all. nice yeah. shed, oh not uh, nice i wanted shed, sweden to win really, shed gaming but... on air let us know uh probably about 10 minutes yeah, ago but, um no i have no problem with wingbacks putting balls in it just depends who those wingbacks are because yeah. i don't want carl walker putting balls in because he can't do it really uh, if Reese James is going to be there, then yeah, bang him in, mate. But and Luke Shaw as well. Actually, I've been, I've been impressed with Luke Shaw this this tournament, 
um he's putting his body on the line to make some stops and stuff like that which is great to see like and uh we're probably one of our best players so far and most consistent players has probably been luke shaw i don't uh, think Maguire I... looked good coming back yeah, so, yeah he looked good for he considering he played the full 90 out. as well um, he's I, was, I was quite surprised that um he played the full 90 minutes i thought he would have might have maybe sort of been taken off around Tim, or instead of john stones but clearly gareth is happy with his performance and the fact that he's well, hopefully 100% fit otherwise he, i don't think he would have played the full 90 but um yeah he had a good positive uh, performance last night yeah you're pinging balls around and don't, don't doing... think um simon was impressed that you want sweden to win by the way it is what it is they're better in it like, sweden over poland yeah worse why not but, poland? Um, so huh why not poland i just prefer sweden oh okay sweden there's, no reason, there's no fucking reason behind it it's not uh -huh. like anything like that i just prefer sweden i prefer their team wow wow could root for a friend seb though larson. said so <laughs> seb larson you know that kind of thing um it's like seb larson's last tournament you've got, you've got to rep the absolute legend that he is um but yeah no poland or i got nothing against poland i would support poland in another game just not yeah. just not against sweden, sweden. sweden have been the better team so far i think yeah man i want sweden tournament. to go through top of the group man speaking of let's see it. where poland uh, is in their group our oh, poland are fourth behind Slovakia and Sweden. Yeah, they're done they're out not, They're not doing. Sorry, Simon, so yeah. say goodbye now, mate. Lewandowski is not enough, unfortunately, this time around. We had 67% possession, 17 shots over Sweden, over Sweden's nine. Now we dominated. Uh, but you Dominated too late, though, is, is yeah. the problem. You could dominate and draw, and it's not really worth it. Spain have showed um, uh, that possession football is not all that. 5-0. They are oh smashing thingy 5-0 right now, yeah. I um, forgot to make before, my subs. Before today. <laughs> yeah, before before today, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll move on from England because we could go on. We've got a lot to talk about today. But just before we, we wrap up England talk, who would all of you guys like to see in the next round? I personally would quite like to see Germany out of the three of them. Yeah, I was going to say Germany as well. Germany, Marks for Germany. Ollie. Bards. Uh Yeah, I think I'd prefer Portugal, actually. Okay. Nice. I'm just scared of Ronaldo, man. I know, I know Portugal haven't been amazing, but Ronaldo could do anything at any point, and it yeah. just it scares the shit out of me. Simon said, true, I know we're out, but at least at least we showed a good game, not liking these doubters. No, uh, you, mate, it could be worse. You could be Scotland. Oh, right, so, yeah, this uh, is very don't true. Don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean? You guys actually, you know, Put up an effort well i, yeah, I shouldn't be fine they did do all right against us but but moving yeah, on think, to our I think uh... i'd uh, prefer um germany only because that game that they played against uh portugal the other day was it was a good game and everything and i think germany did play well but I'll, well the main re well, yeah prob probably the main reason why they won was just uh portuguese mistakes it was two two own goals yeah um oh, they weren't mistakes though man like if they were just putting banging balls into the box and the way that they were going it was just so hard to deal with for the portuguese defenders so i don't know if it's like i wouldn't necessarily say it's a portuguese mistake i would say it's more of a forced error on the turf. do you know what i mean it's one of the things where it's like a few of them it's like no matter what you've done that's going in the back of the net well like, one of the one of the goals i remember seeing it was just literally drilled it, it was, was just good. drilled across the face of the goal and any defender would be stru stupid not yeah, to try and get it, a leg leg on that because it was like you've got german players everywhere like you need to get out but unfortunately it came across too quick and just ricocheted right in yeah don't buy a ticket you don't win the raffle 
that's it, mate. They're just drilling balls okay. in and it's people yeah. can't deal with it. But um, yeah, moving on to our second team, because, uh, uh, you know, we are now a Denmark, po- Denmark podcast and we can continue to be a Denmark podcast. Uh, they're going in, they're going through. They're going through. They beat, um, what was it? They beat Russia 4-1 after an amazing performance. Absolutely destroyed them. Um, unfortunately, I was watching the Belgium game. Well, me and Ollie were watching the Belgium game. So we missed a few, basically all the goals um, <laughs> in that game. And, and uh, yeah, and then we flicked over to the Switz- to the Denmark-Russia game for a little bit. And then fucking Belgium went and scored. So we missed oh, the I Belgium Oh, I did the exact goal. same um, thing. <laughs> it was just, it was honestly, that Belgium game, though, that was a terror. But yeah, we're not talking about Belgium right now. We're talking about Denmark. They're going through to the next round to play the Welsh. So now, obviously, we hate the Welsh. Uh, sorry, okay. people, I'm only joking. Uh, we just hate your football team for now while they play Denmark. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what do you guys think? Denmark going Denmark for England the final. Let's do it. Denmark I'd love England it. Final. Yeah. But, no, in all seriousness, what do you guys think? Denmark and Wales. I think, uh, I think Denmark's got Wales. Yeah, they've got a good chance, yeah. Yeah, I think I you think, can uh, ask for a better team. Wales have been impressive in certain sort of aspects. Obviously, they've got a, a few good players, um, but the sort of the the passion that Denmark showed and the sort of drive that they have at the moment even without Christian Eriksen is it's something to be sort of looked at in all really that they're playing really good football and you can say that obviously the whole situation with Christian Eriksen has really spurred them on to push them to go even further and do as much as they can um obviously I'm sure they would have been very up for it at the beginning anyway but um even even more so now um but yeah I just think that they were really good the other night um, and I think that they're probably going to beat Wales I hope they do anyway yeah 100% I think um, I, I do think that they will they will win Wales are dangerous though Wales can't be slept on Dan James Ramsey Bale um, hold on sorry guys I think if you can hear that the video has come up in my, my bad um, technical errors yeah technical errors sorry I was looking up a story real quick um yeah, uh, I think, but I think Denmark will ultimately get it done. I think they're riding on a high, obviously, of the low that they experienced in the first game. But I think, um, I think they'll carry that with them, and I think they're they're a dangerous team, man. I wouldn't want to come up against Denmark. Simon's just um, posted. Uh, I think Sweden. Sweden's just scored in the ninety fifth minute. Three two. Is peak, man. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm up for that. I like that, but I feel for you, Simon. I uh, I feel for you. I actually don't even want to support that because that's such a dirtbag move. But um, <laughs> yeah, I pull it. Yeah, sorry, innit? I, I'm not even Swedish, but sorry, bro. I'm gonna put an F in the chat for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's unlucky, man. That's unlucky. But uh, yeah, De- the Danes—they're they're gonna be riding this high, man. They're gonna be riding this, and, and they're gonna be going. That you know, they got the whole country. They got everyone, apart from the team they're playing, fan base behind them, 100%. Like, yeah on the game and I think it's you know they've, they've got a good team man we we predicted them to get to the semi-finals so obviously it's going to happen because we're always right over here at the footy player <laughs> um, so yeah I mean it's cool and then Wales have they done bloody well to, they've done bloody well so far um, don't know if they got a bit lucky maybe in their game against Turkey to win that because if you look at the other games they weren't particularly great Maybe, you know, on another day, Tur- but Turkey was seriously underwhelming for people tipping them as, a, like, you know... The underdog of the, yeah, of the tournament, man. and they were just, yeah, depressing. And who said Denmark would be the, under- the uh, uh, underdog of the tournament? We did. 
Um, and they're coming. We didn't say Italy, though. We should have said Italy, because bloody hell, they are looking very I don't good. even think they're, they're even underdogs. I think going, so, into, yeah, the, yeah, going into the tournament, I think they probably, yeah, they might have been, but after that first game, and then every other game since then, they've been really good. But yeah, well, that um, that Italy game, man, they, they proved some stuff to us, I think, after playing Wales, because we were questioning whether they could... Um, deal with explosive wingers again in that with our old back line now they did move Chiellini out for Bastoni um but you know it's fine Bastoni's not like a mad athletic player or by any means so you know they dealt with Bale and James very well um obviously when you play in a France or something like that you are dealing with better players but Bale's still one of the best you know one of the best wingers about on his day do you know what I mean when he's showing up for Wales so um yeah, what, what do you guys think of Italy going a, uh, ahead of their game of Austria? I think they look really strong. I'm not sure Italy will have to come up against like a you know like what we're gonna have to face a, a France, Germany, Portugal. I mean, Spain just won five nil. Um, I think Italy were gonna have to face one of those teams to uh, see a real challenge defensively. Maybe attacking wise, they play some really creative and very fast paced football. So I think a lot of teams will struggle with that, but. They've had a, a, an easier group than a yeah. lot of others, um, but that aside, they still have been very yeah. impressive. Um, this football that they're playing is very sort of clean cut football, and they're converting a lot of their chances. Um, I think, yeah, you can't you can't sleep on Italy at the moment. Um, I mean, just look if you just if you just look at everyone's fantasy teams for the Euros, they they've everyone's got Italian players in there. Well, did have Italian players in there. Mate, I've got. I've only added more. Trust me. Same. I think I've got. I've got the max amount of Italian players I can have. Basically, yeah. going into the next round. Yeah, that just speaks yeah. for itself. Obviously, yeah. the, the 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 drawback on the points that you can get. It's ridiculous. The, the rest of my players will be doing awful. But no, I definitely. I know what you mean, Ollie. Where you're saying the easy group thing, but I look at it's not actually that easy of a group. Turkey, Switzerland, and Wales. Obviously, what's t Turkey would. T it ended up being easier than maybe perceived at, at first, I guess, but. I think I don't know, man. I, I I don't know if we can use the uh, the old weak group against anyone because England we had a fucking piss easy group and we looked shaky as shit. Oh yeah, um, And you know what I mean. And Spain, you can say they had an easy group. Sweden, Slovakia, and Poland, and they have looked. Well, I don't know. They're finishing. They've actually looked quite good pinging the ball about and, and that kind of thing. But you know, when it actually comes to putting the ball in the back of the net, they they can't really seem to do it. Yeah, but, who's who's looked the best this tournament so far? Forward, uh, going forward and going, obviously going to the back. I would say it's probably a tie between Italy and the Netherlands. Yeah. Netherlands have been yeah, really I think Netherlands solid. Have, have looked quite good. They've been sneaky good. Um, now, obviously, I just said you can't use the the thing. They played Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. Austria and Ukraine are no like walkovers. Very good teams. Hmm. Um, obviously, North Macedonia, they cause a problem. Is just they're just they're just happy to be here in it so <laughs> yeah um it yeah it is what it is but I, I don't know just just go back to italy so do you guys think that they what would you guys like score lines predictions what do you think what's going to happen in this italy austria game do you see austria putting up a fight or italy just going to put them to the sword straight away i think um italy will win but austria will definitely get a goal um i don't think they're going to be able to keep this clean sheet thing going for for much longer now they're facing someone a bit like uh, like, like austria um 
they yeah. run wide as well, Austria. So they will be mm -hmm. coming at them. And I reckon. Um, I reckon a two-one with a late late goal from Italy to make it two-one. Oh, okay, it's hot, a close affair. Yeah, I think. Right. I think. Yeah, Austria will just try and be more defensive and really wait for that counter. But Italy, I think, will just yeah do the same. Be be defensive as well, but obviously do a bit of like a high press as they usually do. And get that last that late goal so just wait for it to be like late and then just bang one in um, bars what do you reckon my man uh yeah i think it, italy have have looked good um i think they've they've got that game um i do think it might be a close affair though i really want to see italy come up i know wales uh you know are fast and i think that red card did kind of hamper them a bit um and they yeah, obviously definitely. didn't want to. They didn't want to be on the receiving end of like a battering because of goal difference and that sort of thing. So they did well to sort of manage the game properly. But I would, I would love to see Italy come up. This Italy team come up against like an England or something like that because I do think they can be exploited for pace. Still, they do leave areas, and I think in a way they've got some silky talent that is reflected, reflective of like uh, you know our players like Grealish and and Foden and things like that and I would love to see that sort of battle the only issue is Southgate would never play a team with Foden and Greenish in but um, <laughs> yeah I think I think they've, I think uh, Illy will, will win it but I think when it gets to this stage it's, it's so uh, it's just tournament football isn't it it's yeah. anything could happen uh, the draw yeah but but I think Italy have looked good I just think we'll see when they come up against um not a stronger team, but let's let's not, you know, if they did come up against Spain, they've just put five against uh, Slovakia, and no teams won by that margin yet, have they? So that's pretty Slovakia impressive, and everyone been... sort of wrote Spain off. I did. I didn't think they were gonna gonna do yeah. it. So I didn't think they were gonna get through the group. I thought Slovakia would beat them today because their Slovakia looked good, but um, yeah, no, Spain proving us wrong, I guess, but. I did two I... favourites of the uh, of, of their group were sitting in third and fourth at the beginning yeah. of the day. Yeah, it's mad. I think, to be honest, man, I don't think Spain are going any further. I don't know who they're playing, but I... they you can you can only go so long without a striker or like. But you know how we obviously have no striker right now. I guess you could say because Kane's not delivering, but we have other players scoring. They up until this game have had no one else scoring or any even their striker. So I I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, so it's not the same Spain team of, of what we remember when we were younger. No way near. Um, no, not at all. That Spain yeah. team when we were younger was lethal. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> two Euros and... Uh, was it two consecutive Euros and a World Cup in between times that they won? Yeah. That was a dangerous squad, man. That was dangerous. It was... Yeah, it was, it was mad. It was mad. But, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Netherlands. I don't know who they're playing. Do, does anyone know what group they'll be playing from in the next one because they've got the game on Sunday um, I don't know I don't know they're a funny team as well because whilst they're scoring goals and like they've also shipped a few I mean that 3-2 was a bit cagey as well that was cagey yeah yeah I just I just like the look of that Netherlands team um, it just it, it seems great on paper but again I think if they came up against a strong stronger team like a, a France and don't really think they, they stand a chance because of Evan. France's experience but yeah. it would be good to see them against an Italy actually would be they have but the thing is like even them like they have such an inept manager in uh, in De Boer that <laughs> wow 
criticism he, of him is stinging from Palace, isn't it? Oh, he's such a waste. Of, yeah, I'm not going to go into DeBoer. But, um, <laughs> I'm not going to DeBoer you. Slimy guy, I tell you. But we'll move on to the group of death because that is still to be played tonight. Obviously, as of recording, people watching live, people watching, yeah, it's yet to start. We've got an hour till the uh, the kickoff of Portugal, France, and Germany, Hungary. So we're still waiting. But let's talk about the France-Hungary game first. Get the boring one out of the way. Because um, bloody hell, France were lucky. Well, I mean, they were lucky to get the draw because they were terrible, and Hungary really, you know, dug in, played some classic Roy Palace football, which I love to see on the international stage. And just uh, got their goal and sat and just you know Kept waited. But mate, France, man, what, what the f- <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like they're not looking good, are they? Beatable, definitely. Are they I already th- through? Regardless, I think so. Yeah, because they they're top of the group at the moment before playing. So I don't know if I want to play France still though, even if they're in bad form. Yeah, like. It takes in the group stages, like things, things happen. Like I mean, England aren't playing well, right? Um, but I would expect them to get better, and I that we would expect that from all the teams in the tournament, um, especially like France. I just think that they're, they're not even in third gear, you know. <laughs> they're just they're grinding out. They grinded out that Germany win, and Germany were awful, and then they turn, they put in a performance their next game, and they were unbelievable. Yeah. Portugal and Portugal were great, and then they scored two one goals against Germany. I think it's uh, it's it's a nice group to look at, like and watch games from. But that I be, fully yeah. expect France to get better. Yeah, once it starts um, to matter properly, do you know what I mean? Once it's like uh, win or go home. Yeah, uh, I think I think players like Kante, Benzema, like Mbappe, these these guys will just. We'll kick into another gear, like you say, uh, and we'll get the job done, man. Experience uh, kicks in. The one thing that I can kind of say is the Reese is just awful. So hopefully, <laughs> maybe that can be something that that uh, that comes forward. He's just he's a bit past it now, isn't he? So if if I don't know, we could put him under. I think teams could put him under a lot of pressure, and he will make a mistake. We've seen it for Tottenham how many times? Um, so yeah, I mean. Is and Hungary could go through, but are we realistically entertaining this idea that Hungary could go through this group? Or Germany, after how Germany looked, if you're playing what Germany looked like against France, then I'm talking maybe they get a result here, but then after what they look like against Portugal, um, for me, Hungary are definitely going bottom. We could all agree, yeah, 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 sweet. Right, well, on to this 4 2 game, uh. I only caught a little bit. I didn't catch many of bits of it. So, did anyone watch it in its entirety? I watched the first half. I watched the second half. Nice. <laughs> Bars, what about yourself? Did you watch this game, mate? Uh, no. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I missed out on the. I missed. Game. Yeah, I missed. I, I caught bits and bobs of it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, from what I saw, it was like Portugal. I don't know. Portugal were dominating early. I think they're playing really well. Yeah. Portugal started off really well, to be fair. Um, they had a goal disallowed, I believe. Um, and then it all kind of went pretty quickly downhill um, after they uh, they got that first goal. Um, yeah, like you said, the German players were just whipping those balls in, which Portuguese defenders couldn't really do anything about apart from whack it in the back of their own net. Um, but they, it definitely was a, a bit of a wake-up call, I think, at the beginning of the game. 
um, when Portugal started off very strong. I think Germany were a sort of not a shock because you can't really be shocked that Portugal are performing well because they're a good team. But I think they were probably weren't expecting it to come across uh, that strong at the beginning. So they really had to push it into sort of that next gear pretty early on. And um, yeah, then obviously in the second half, the game was basically just flipped on its head. I saw a, um, a really funny uh, meme of uh, Charlie Kelly doing the old being a Pepe Silva where he's trying to explain to Mac. And it's like me explaining to my girlfriend how Portugal scored four goals but lost 4-2. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. I love that. Killed but uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys. I, from what I said, Kimmich has been fantastic for Germany. This, I know he's playing out of position, playing at like right wing back, sort of right mid position. But the man is just, honestly, he's such a baller. Like he is Lam 2.0. He is basically the embodiment of Philip Lam just playing now. Just um, one of those players that you would think you'd never be able to replace, and then you bring in Kimmich, and you're like, oh, there we go, <laughs> problem yeah. solved. He's yeah. one of those players that flies under the radar because he's he's not like a a sexy football player. Do you know what I mean in terms of the way he plays and all this kind of stuff? It's not something that you're like looking at. You're like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, but he's so good, man, at just doing his job. And whatever the job is, he just gets it done regardless of where he's playing. I mean, um, he's, he's someone that I, I mean, I would, if obviously, if it didn't support Palace and I support someone that realistically could sign him, I'd be killing for him, man. But um, I'm just looking at it like Germany aren't even starting Sane, Goretzka, um, obviously, Werner, but you can give and take Werner. Niklas Sule or Sule is not playing as well. So. So no, this team, this Germany team, man, they're, they're, I don't know if they've woken up yet. I guess you could say they've woken up because of that Portugal win, but if not, man, they're, they're, they're gonna. I think they've got enough players, you know, Nabry's barely done a thing so far. And you know, he's good for a goal or two every now and then. Thomas yeah. Muller, the same. Um, so I yeah. I think he's uh, got an injury at the moment. What, Muller? Has he? Yeah, I think he's got a knock. I'm well, not sure if he's, if he's playing. Let me have a look at the team sheets. Uh, I've got team sheets here for the games. You want me to run through them quickly for eight yeah. o'clock? Yeah. Okay. So Germany, Portugal, uh, Germany, Hungary. Sorry, Neuer in goal, and then same back three as last game: Ginter, Hummels, and Rudiger. And then same mid midfield of Kimmich, Gundogan, Cruz, and Gossens. And then the front three. There's one change basically. It's Havertz and Nabry still part of that front three, but Leroy Sane's come in for Muller. So you were right, Mark taking a knock um i could go through the hungry team but i actually can't be bothered um, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter yeah. yeah uh portugal patricio Semedo, pepe diaz guerrero that's the wolves team mate um <laughs> and van dyke's big brother um <laughs> and then you've got matinho Pereira, and sanchez renato sanchez man he feels like such a throwback player but he's still quite young i think um yeah, he never really did anything, did he? And then Bernardo Silva, Ronaldo, and Jota up front, which is pretty nasty. Uh, oh, a bit of a, oh, a bit of a different team for France here. Um, Lloris, Hernandez, Kempembe, Varane, and uh, Koundé. I don't know, don't know how to say his name. Sorry. Uh, Kante, Popper, the midfield. Not really that difference, but they've gone for Tolisso at right mid, and then Griezmann and Mbappe and Benzema up top. So, um. Jesus. Talisa, who's Kit No Kingsley Coman starting, no Lam Thomas Lamar starting, no Rabio. France um, are already through, aren't they? No Pavard. Uh I think yeah, basically, I don't think Yeah, so they have four points anyway, innit? So even if they come third, they'll go through because they've got some of the highest points of a four of a third place team anyway. So 
Yeah. But they might be just realistically, some realistically, Germany and Portugal can go out if they lose today. Yeah. One of those teams can go, might not make it because they have three points and like. Yeah, it's the top scorers out of the third place finishes, and there's going to be a lot of third place finishes with uh, four points. Although they probably will go through because they've actually got positive goal difference, whereas everyone else in third doesn't. So they probably will go through, to be honest, in third anyway. But um, but yeah, I don't know, man. That would you? Yeah, I don't know. Is it is looking a bit mad this uh, the end of this game for the uh, for I think a team I... for Portugal, one player. We were talking about um, Renato Sanchez. Um, he's, he's looked he's looked good, and yeah. he's been probably one of their you know big attacking threats. Yet, you know, Fernandez has done absolutely nothing. Yeah, he has been um, missing this. I, I yeah, forgot about even mentioning directed his way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it's the criticism I read after the game because I saw I saw the highlights, um, and then you know all the talk has been. He needs to step up to the plate. He's not been good enough. And obviously, Ronaldo's carrying it at the moment because he's just an absolute baller. But yeah, I think Fernandez needs a, needs a good game under his belt. Um, and obviously, this will be the game to do it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it, it'll be interesting if he not carries starting. that form into next season. Is it like burnout? Because that guy's just played so much football. It's true, he has. And he's not, he's no, that's not going to, you know, stop anytime soon. He's going to be in week in, week oh, out yeah. for United. Um, couple weeks off after the Euros, but then he'll be straight back at it with United again. Yeah, but he's getting a rest tonight because he's not starting. So, I mean, it's good for you guys, I suppose. Bards, but uh, come on though, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I uh, see. I think I'll make my predictions tonight. I think France and Germany will win, um, which will mean Germany and France go through automatically, and we will play. Oof. Okay, so if France and Germany win, it will be by who wins by the more goals we play. Because they're both on the same goal difference. Jesus. So it, we basically <laughs> probably will get France or Germany in the next in the next game. It's not um, great. I would I would oh. take the Germans. I did say Portugal earlier, but I would I would uh, you know take the Germans in a one-off game and you know. Well, I mean, right. this is the thing. We we have to go in. It, although I did one second place, and you guys all wanted first. You did say we've got to go in with that confidence. We haven't conceded yet. We haven't lost yet. Yeah. And we know there is more to come from this English team. I think that's the optimism you've got to go well, in, with someone good at in the next point. round, especially if we face the Germans. And if we're facing the Germans at Wembley, and you know, what if we knock out the Germans at Wembley know. in the Euros? Oh, man? Come on. brilliant! And then we go and knock out the French. Uh, Just don't want anybody, out. anyone on penalties, man. Like. After seeing that Europa League final where Man U just got battered by those penalties from um, Sevilla, was it? Oh, God. That was so good. Those penalties were so good. And I don't trust, oh, yeah, I don't trust any <laughs> English players to do, do a penalty that good. No. No, you're right. Completely. I, I, yeah, it does worry me, man. It does worry me. I, I mean, yeah, there's no one not worried because it is just all like a bit fucked, isn't it? Going into this next round, but yeah. Uh, do you know who's not going into this next round? And we will finish on this bit of the Euros. So let's just, you know, let's all take a moment. Let's do some waving for Scotland. See you later. Na, 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 See you later, Tartan tar tar Army. Way. Best thing you've ever done oh, is come God. bottom of the Euros group. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, in all seriousness, fair, you know, see you later. Uh, 
Thanks for coming. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Yeah, take your badge. You know, <laughs> participating in. They're, they're going, going home. Yeah. Um, we have got Scott, we have got a mate of ours who's currently MIA because he's a Scotland fan, and we just you know we'll take this time to reach out to him and say, mate, come back to us. Accept the banter we've been giving you, and unmute the group chat. Yeah, come <laughs> back to the group, the group chat. chat. Not, not support England. Just come back to the group chat. Yeah, you don't have to support England because you, you know you, you love Scotland in it, but you know it is what it is, and, and they're going home, but it is coming home. So yeah, basically, uh, that's it really well, for the Euro. On, hang on, can we just touch on it a little bit because they were awful, weren't they? Yeah, go ahead. My, they were so bad. They lost the, to Croatia. They were shit. Um, well, I mean, everyone's saying I know we drew nil nil, but like you know, didn't offer anything really. Um, we hit we the post twice. Yeah. We hit the post twice in the first like 20 minutes. That would have been a completely different game. But yeah, man, they're just yeah. terrible. They are so bad. And they thought they were going to do really well. And they didn't. And it was, it was just nice to see. <laughs> you know all this Billy Gilmore hype that's been happening after the England game and stuff? Like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I really didn't feel like he impressed me that much. I didn't um, really in the see him. He's impressed me more in Chelsea games I've seen him than he did yeah. in that. Like he is a good player. Like, don't get it twisted. He is a no, no yeah. But player. in terms of, he was obviously being lauded as like a, a massive impact, and he was a, a great player, and he was this, that, and the other against England. But when I was watching the game, I didn't really sort of pick up on a lot of what he did. I don't know if it was just me or if it was just him being sort of a bit overhyped after that game. But I know exactly what you mean. He's been play He's played some really good games for Chelsea, and he's a good young player. Um, yeah. And I think definitely down the line he can do a lot more. But I didn't think he was as impressive as a lot of people on social media were making it, making him out to be. To be fair to Billy Gilmore, trying to operate and guide that Scotland team is try like trying to conduct a musical, but you've got animals playing the instruments. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, so it's fair. just never gonna work. Um, it, you know, you can try your hardest, but at the end of the day, it's just gonna be a load of rubbish. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, yeah, see ya, but bye. See you later. Wales, you're next. See you later. Um, we should have just had, we should have played Bellingham and then all the talk would have been about how good Bellingham was compared to Gilmore. And then we probably would have won like three or four nil. Yeah. I think yeah. Bellingham did a great job when he came on for the, like, the dying minutes. I still think he made a really good impact. He was sick. He was again, sick. For, for a handful of minutes. Like, dying minutes, yeah. Why are we making subs in the 80th minute? It, it, it is one of those things where it almost doesn't matter, does it? Like, it's just, yeah. I understand I yeah. in a way, though, like a nil-nil is a good result. And as I said, I would have taken a nil-nil for the Czech result. And if, if we would have won the Scotland game, but then on nil-nil against Croatia, you probably would have taken that, right? Four points. Like, yeah. you, but because it was the other way around, you didn't didn't want to. And I think it's had just we lost that game... Spot, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's just because I mean, of that, let's be honest. Yeah, it's it like a derby. Like yeah, I mean, it felt like a loss because we wanted to win so bad. But um, yeah, I think Scotland just offered absolutely nothing. They play football. Who was it? That yeah, Sooners had a right go, didn't they? I don't know if you saw that. No, I don't. I, yeah. As soon as I see Sooners now, I just sort of turn off. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, me too. But I saw he said um, Steve <laughs> Clark plays football from like own age. He needs to come out and play modern football and all that. He proper slammed him and I was like, mate, I don't have the Scot players for it, man. You've got, yeah, exactly. You've got Scottish players. You've got Jay well, Adams and the Dykes guy up top. Like, they can't, they're not professional. They're football players. 
Like, <laughs> you're having me on, man. You're having me on. They are terrible. Like, that whole team. They had one centre-back playing centre-back. They had one centre-back playing there. They had three centre-backs on the pitch, and they had one actual centre-back playing there. Um, and it says more to the fact that we couldn't beat them. You know, that we were terrible. Um, All of their football just went up and left. Good. If they were good in that game, I'd be like, I'd hold my hands up as much as it would hurt and be like, look, you guys played good football. They didn't. They were terrible. We were just even worse. Yeah. Uh, it's just there's yeah. a lot of controversy as well about the uh, the fact that obviously when Billy Gilmore was found out to have had COVID, and then uh, we had Mount and Chilwell isolating even after obviously returning uh, returning negative tests. But yeah, Scotland were allowed to play last night and. All the team that's been surrounded by Billy Gilmore uh, for the last couple of weeks has been allowed to just play even when they returned uh, negative tests. Um, I can half understand why we didn't play. I think just it was just being cautious. But the fact that yeah, literally the whole Scotland team were allowed to obviously go and do their thing last night. None of them were forced to isolate. But then obviously Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell were. Um, after spending five minutes next to him, as opposed to the whole Scotland team that's been, yeah, it's been surrounded him for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit. That fucked. was a bit. Yeah, that was a bit sort of odd, really. I don't really the know why thing, that was happen, but the only reason I can sort of sum up in my head as to why that was happening is because they just got to give the fans something, you know. They got to wake up. And be like, I'm in Scotland, so you know, you got to give them something. I'm only, I'm only joking, but um. Yeah, I don't know. That is, it is a bit messed up, man. To be honest, I don't really know. I saw Petr Cech uh, calling it out on Sky Sports yeah. and that kind of thing, and it's just, it is weird, mate. I mean, I don't know. Just, I, it doesn't matter. Like, it sucks that we don't have Chilwell or Mount. I guess we don't have them for the next game, right? Or they come back, the or they're el eligible come back to on play Monday. And we're playing on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're not going to play because no. they they're not they just won't they have, they're not going to be around the squad they're not going to be doing any tactical stuff you know that kind of stuff they can watch film and all that kind of stuff but that only goes so far um it yeah it, it is a bit messed up but at the end of the day it doesn't matter because they're out so um yeah see you later we'll get on to some transfer news now shall we because uh we could talk euros obviously it's a euro special so we have talked a lot of euros but there's a bit, there's a lot of stuff going on in transfers boys um Ooh. the biggest one Biggest one, Manchester City have put a made a formal one hundred million pound bid for Harry Kane, man yeah. like Harry Kane. Uh, they also is well, I don't know if it's confirmed or it's just sort of rumored speculation at the moment that three players by the names of Raheem Sterling, Imrik Laporte, and Gabriel Jesus are also going or can be part of that hundred million pound deal as well, like added on top. Which Spurs have kicked it back. Daniel Levy's like, no, no chance, not having it. Um, you know, uh, but I, I don't know, man. If I'm them, I'm taking 100 million plus one or two of them players. 100, yeah. definitely. I mean, I take I take 100 million anyway without one of the players. But also, the players hold the, the cards in in that move. Like <laughs> if you were Sterling now, imagine being in that England camp and then being like, so you're telling me I've got to support the guy next to me. Who has just taken my he job gets, and I've gone yeah, to his he old gets to shit go there club. And I've got to go to his shit club, not win any trophies, and yet yeah. I'm scoring but goals at the minute. If I, what yeah. they should do, if they were going to take anyone, they have to take Jesus. Oh, they've got to take Laporte. I was going Laporte. Well, no, as, as in, like, back line is if, messed up. If we're talking about sort of player for player, obviously striker for striker, or whatever, they need to take um, Jesus. And I think Jesus ain't more, a the most. Uh, he plays uh, a good uh, role. He's a good actor. actor but, uh, yeah. He's a great actor. 
but no, um, but I think for for yeah. City, I think they're going to be hoping take a hundred mil and um and Jesus. Uh, they want to probably keep Sterling and uh, and Laporte, or definitely keep Laporte, um, and yeah, keep probably keep Sterling. I think in terms of the realistic option, Jesus is the most realistic one because he's probably the worst out of the three. Yeah, he'd be the so one willing he, to go there. <laughs> probably, yeah, he needs to look for game time. Really, like I mean, See, although he's probably a hefty wage wage, but Laporte, no way, mate. No, the Laporte. guy. It's so good. Yeah. And yet he's already switched allegiances, and now he's got. He would not want to go there. No, Rough. but then you look at Olderweireld and Atletico Madrid or something like that. You got like Olderweireld and uh, uh, what's his face with Tong in there, man. That is so old. Oh, no, bro. Don't get me wrong. They need. They need him. Like Tottenham yeah. Need him. It's. I just don't think Laporte would want to go there. Yeah. I think the only yeah. player that would be up for the move out of those three is probably Jesus. Yeah, even then, I don't even think Jesus would be up for it. I think he's looking at it being like, right, I'm rubbish at Man City. What the hell am I going to be like when I play for Tottenham? Uh, <laughs> well, at least he'd get some game time. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. He true. had plenty of game time this year. He had plenty yeah, of time to take that striker role with Aguero being injured, and he was just shit. So, yeah, so he wasn't given it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But he had he had the time. He had the game time to get that role, and he didn't do anything with yeah. the game time. So. Do know, we um? Do we think? Do we think um? City will put in another offer. Yeah, this is not the end of it. Oh yeah, the, it was a yeah. rumor to be a take it or leave it offer, but it, you know what City are like. They're just gonna throw a bit more money at it or some money in players or whatever. But Tottenham, Tottenham value Harry Kane at uh, about 120 mil, I think. Um, well, it's but whilst that's all being reported anyway. Um, so I. I think they probably would let him go this season for the for 100 mil plus. Probably one of those players, maybe two of them. Um, Laporte, what, 60 million probably you get for Laporte? Easy. Easy? easy so yeah. That's 160 million already blowing their evaluation out the water. So That's the thing. I think if they were to offer Laporte as well, I don't think they would offer Laporte and the 100 mil. I think they'd probably offer maybe 75, 80 mil plus Laporte because he's worth obviously a lot more than the other two players there. Um, but yeah. I, don't, yeah, I don't think he goes. You know, you don't. I think Kane stays, and the I think I would not be surprised. I, Mason, I am kind of with and, you. Yeah, because I think I think it depends on their managerial well, target. I think I think they probably want the guy from Ajax. Um, Ten Hag is it? Ten Eric Ten Hag. And I think he's got one more. He signed a one-year extension. I think. Yeah. So I think they'll try and go for him, which means if they keep hold of Kane. Who will have like an interim manager this year? Probably get like uh, yeah. a, or, or they might go for Scott Parker, but he's going to go Bournemouth probably. See, so. I'm with you on the keeping Kane thing, but I think Ernesto Valverde will be their manager. The ex um, Arsenal. I mean, even if so, I can see them keeping him for the year and then selling him next year because I think he's got like four years left on his deal. Then it's crazy. three, I think maybe. So. He's still going to be worth 100 million next year, so Man City could probably just offer the, exactly the same kind of deal next year, and then then end up getting him. But the whatever manager they appoint will then be able to spend the money. I seriously think they haven't got a clue in terms of who's taking that job, so they can't really sell him with all this money sitting back for you know, a guy who's who's not going to be in the job like next year. But then, like you're looking at any player, like even if they want to rebuild right now, like there are. So many clubs that are way more appealing 
than Spurs that even aren't maybe as good as Spurs right now. Just because so of the infrastructure of the, the, the lower league t- uh, yeah. tables, um, uh, clubs are probably more attractive than Spurs right now. If I'm a player looking at coming to the Premier League, I'm looking at like Leeds, Villa, Everton. Well, probably not Everton now because they lost Ancelotti. But them two, them couple teams, you know, I, I, I even you'd even go Arsenal over Spurs, wouldn't you, as a neutral? Like, and that's oh, saying yeah. something. So you'd always go Arsenal over Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> but you are right because you were saying as well their back line's getting old. Yeah. So they're in desperate need of some defensive reinforcements. I know they've got Roden. Roden. So he might be quite good for the Welsh guy. Um, they're going to need a striker. I doubt Son's going to want to stick around for too much longer. I think he's yeah. just going oh, to want, want a massive pay, yeah, like paycheck to stay. Oh, yeah. So by which it, it, it remains to be seen how good he'll be if Kane does go. So he might not link up with whatever replacement they get. And then they've got players like Lacelso who just haven't really cut it. And then they're stuck with like Bergwijn and things like that. Can't finish they're, they're in desperate need of like a whole new team, like a whole new spine. Larice, you know, getting older, not getting any better. I think they're no, in big trouble of sort of really falling out of that top um well, the, the big six, even though they're in there for whatever reason. The is, but, I'm um, not seeing, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing any transfer rumors for him right now. Only managerial stuff. So it's like, when are you gonna? There's rumors that they're basically, apparently, it's going to be done this week. This the week. managerial thing. This week it's going to get done. So that's why I'm leaning more Valverde than Ten Hag because I think it's going to take a little bit longer to, to get, uh, depending on how far their talks have already gone with him. But if I'm Eric Ten Hag, bro, I'm not moving away from Ajax this year to go Spurs, bro. Like, that's not how I know. I mean, that's why I think they need to get him next year and I can see them appointing like an interim one because even if they get Valverde, I can just see that going absolutely down the path. They from Fiorentina. Do you know what I mean? There's so many players on their list that either either, um, talks have been broken down or the manager's just not been interested in the slightest. Um, which you think for a, well. a Premier League team, you would expect them to be a, quite a few managers jumping up the opportunity to to manage a, a, a sort of a higher up uh, Premier League team as opposed to obviously like lower league or lower table or whatever. Um, there should be a lot more managers wanting that role. But I can fully, as an Arsenal fan, I'm obviously Arsenal biased, but we can definitely like. Yeah, there should be a lot more players, or a lot more managers, sorry, wanting that role compared to sort of the amount that actually are. And I think that probably the people that are wanting that role um, probably aren't the people that they're looking for, or the types of people that they're looking for. Obviously, there's going to be some uh, other managers that will just look at it and go, "Well, no one else wants it. I'll bloody have it." But they're probably not the uh, the players on, or well, the sorry, the, the managers on uh, uh, Daniel Levy's list. Nah. I don't even know who's yeah. left on that list by this point, man. It must yeah, be exhausted. If you were Valverde and then you said, right, you can manage Tottenham and you get £100 million from the sale of Kane or 120 or you say, or you can go to Everton and you get £120 million anyway. Yeah. So they're spending yeah. big. So they're going to ha- probably have that much money regardless, whereas all that transfer key money is going to come from the sale of Harry Kane it makes more sense to probably go to Everton because you're going to get that money anyway yeah. they've got some decent money. players there Yeah, so I, know, no. I know Benitez is probably going to go there but I'm just saying in terms of if I, if you have, I was Valverde I'd be like yeah why wouldn't I 
at Everton instead of lose a main striker and practically have a an aging spine of the team. Yeah, no, I, yeah, literally, I, I, there are so many more attractive prospects of teams out there than Spurs right now, and I think that they're Levy's really messed this up. I think depending on how this whole situation falls out and the whole game falls out, he's probably going to lose his job, man. Uh, and deservedly so he's been you know since this whole ESL thing all this stuff man he's been his head he thinks Spurs are a lot bigger than they are I think yeah. and that's coming back to shoot him in the foot uh, right now but move on to the red side of Manchester and your boys Bardell um, yeah still after Sancho matter of time mate and it basically oh man just get it done like, <laughs> yeah known the price it's just about time two, there's not much two, to really say about it yeah, like it's just um, whatever just pay what they want man but um yeah, a more interesting one oh well, yeah yeah 100 but one uh, more interesting one is the defender situation the center back situation so uh, from what i've seen you're monitoring two guys one is uh rafael varan but madrid want 80 million and they're not willing to drop that price and mm. also uh monitoring Pau torres uh, the other uh, Spanish, uh, well, a uh, uh, Spanish um, centre-back who's starting in the Euros for now, he's been fantastic because he has a fifty-five million pound release clause. So, yeah. what, what, what's your what's your thoughts on that, man? Or have you heard anything different? Or, yeah, I mean, see, um, I've seen a lot of rumours as well with Ramos, but I think he's probably going to go to PSG, and I think that's this is where I think it is a little bit interesting because. If I had the choice between those two that you just mentioned, I probably would take Varane because I've seen more of Varane and also um, I just love that French team, you know. And and Varane's been on, on Man United's radar for years. Is, I remember I think Fergie wanted him yeah. and then he ended up going to Madrid. Um, but, um, having said that, I think it's really interesting because he's also been linked with PSG, but if PSG are going to get Ramos then, you know, that's their defender sorted. They don't really need another one from Madrid. Um, so I think that sort of paves the way for Man United to, to get him. If that's the guy they want, and I will be happy with either, but I do think Varane has a bit more pace than Pau Torres. He did play against us in the Europa League final as well. Um, so that's, you know, uh, the most he's longest I've, I've seen him. Yeah, he is a good player. And he's tall as well. Um, but I don't know. I don't... I struggling to fight or see how we would sign a centre-back in the window. Um, obviously, we've been linked with Kieran Trippier as well before that. And I, f I just have a feeling like that would be the preferred signing because I think then the Glazers will go, oh, well, you signed a you signed a right-back. You can play him at right in the back as well. Like, you know, he's versatile. I think that's the plan. Or do you think I moving wan to centre-back is a plan? Because... Well, the f that, you've got yeah. you spent fifty million on a set on a right back, and now you're trying to spend another forty odd on another right back. Well, that's the thing. I don't think we'll spend for, like I'd buy a trip here at like fifty million, like max. Like I wouldn't spend forty million if that's the case. And yeah, pay pay money on a decent centre back so that I don't know Wambasaka can probably be higher up the pitch but he'll just get he'll hopefully get better at attacking I understand the links to Kieran Trippier because you know swap him in and out We've, he played so many games as well um, that you know it's worth swapping them in and out and just trying something new you know in the last 20 minutes or having a guy just on set pieces so that you can get Harry Maguire's head on things and mm. a thing like that because he you know there was that World Cup when Harry Maguire was scoring all those headers and we haven't really seen that since he's he's arrived oh, but yeah, yeah. Going, back, going back to the centre-backs I think I'm struggling to see how we'll sign one because we've got Bailly, we've got Tunzebi, we've got Lindelof, we've got 
um, Mengi, who's probably going to go on loan. We got probably count, countless others. Um, yeah, we got Maguire. Obviously, he's, he's he'll be the starting centre back. Yeah, I can't. You know, um, think we've signed Pay down to a new contract as well. So unless we sell him, can't see another centre back coming in. Yeah. Well, he's a weird one. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It, if anything, I'd start Axel over Baye, but I feel like Axel will go on loan. I've seen reports today saying he wants to go out on loan because he thought he should have had more chances last season. Villa had him on loan when they were in the Championship, so maybe they'll be interested in having him. I think that'll be a good loan if they do want him, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'd love to sign a centre-back, either of those two, to be honest with you. Fair enough, I think either would be great. I think if you're going to splash the cash on Sancho, maybe go for a more reserved option in Pau Torres. Um, although, obviously, he's not as much of a guaranteed uh, baller like Varane is. But he is fantastic, mm. and he's younger. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, got this... Sancho transfer quickly. Um, I hear it's not the amount that um, Dortmund have got the issue with. It's like the, the payment plan that you're offering for it. Um, I think obviously they wanted just a bit more up front and I think there was like 8 mil um, worth of like add-ons and stuff but I think they just wanted a, a bit more of a guaranteed uh, bigger figure up front so yeah, it, yeah. like you say it's just a matter of time it will be announced soon enough um, It's exactly what happened with Maguire like Leicester wanted all the money up front or 90% of it so we had to <laughs> that took ages and it was like a done deal and then we had to do it but um, just quickly going back on the Varane situation, his value is obviously not. An, he's not 80 million considering he's got one year left on his on his contract. But it will be interesting because this whole Pogba situation is very frustrating at the minute because I don't I don't think he's gonna sign a contract. And if he drives it down, I'd rather just if he wants to go to Madrid, fine, do a swap with Varane if it's gonna have to be like that like for like because I don't think we'll get 80 million in the market I think they they anticipated they would still you know like the Eden Hazard situation I think they anticipated there'd be more bids for him but because of Covid and all that is an excuse to drive the price down Man United aren't good at driving the price down hence why we're struggling with Sancho but we always sell players for oh the um, sort of going rate so I, I think it'll be interesting if we sort of Call and he doesn't sign a deal this summer. I think uh, yeah, we might we might buckle to Real Madrid, um, or we just might try and get around on a free next year. But yeah, that Pogba situation is, I think, is the most frustrating this summer. Yeah, I think you guys need to get rid of him now. Yeah. yeah While he's still worth I'm, I'm willing to. I'm willing to agree. I know he's quality, but like. If he's he's going into the last, I've seen rumours around a swap deal of potentially swap deal include which would see Pogba go to Juventus and Ronaldo come back to Man United. I've seen that as well. I would love take that. Yeah, Um, yeah. Ronaldo. I can't see. See how that would work with Ronaldo's wages. Um, I would love it. Also, Ronaldo's linked every year, so as a Man United fan, you just become numb to it all. Numb to it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not go into the to the season with Pogba with one year because it's going to be an absolute circus. And if you don't play him for two games, whether that's tactically for a tactical reason or not, yeah. the press and everything else is just going to blow up and be like, yeah. see, they're falling out and all sorts. And then he's going to go on, go away with France, and he's going to do some chatting, and his agent's going to come out. You know what I mean? 
it's tough because of how well football for plays for France compared to at United. It's because I think obviously the players that he's yeah, surrounded he's... by and well mainly Kante just make him look so good. Well, I mean, I literally, we had this exact conversation last podcast about Pogba. Yeah. It's situated. It's you could you could talk about it forever, but yeah, like like you say, he's just he's a he's a different Pogba. Maybe getting a fresh start for him and a fresh start for Man United would basically be the best thing. But um, Arsenal, we'll go on to Arsenal. Um, sorry, Oli. No, uh, go go ahead, Buzz. Just because I think it's similar, like because I would love a CDM, and I think you can tie Pogba down if you get a CDM stop playing Fred or McTominay there or both of them get one <laughs> central defensive midfielder can do the job I'm not saying Kante's level because I don't think anyone's at Kante's level but like if you got Fabinho. just say Rice for the sake of saying Rice or, or like you know exactly that Mark then Pogba would look better but instead we've got to play him on the left yeah. which means Rashford don't play or Mason uh, Greenwood don't play, and instead we're playing Fred and McTominay. It's just, I think that's a key problem, is like the CDM position needs to get sorted. But yeah. on to Definitely, you've got a few positions to get, uh, to get, to get sorted, yeah. but hope they will, they will. Um, uh, Arsenal, still pursuing Ben White, but no, for as far as my knowledge is, no further offers have been made to Brighton. Um, I don't know, I, I think that it's a smart signing if you're going to go for it i think i think that you're going to have to give up a lot of money um and you will face a lot of jokes like Maguire did with united because you'll pay a premium on the fact you'll probably end up over 50 maybe even 60 million for ben white and he's not that kind of player but because of the situation and also uh arsenal are keen on signing dominic calvert learn but they are going to face competition from the likes of manchester united and real madrid apparently God, so uh yeah I don't think Man United. Are, I think that's bullshit. The Man United. I think United would want him. Um, potentially Real Madrid, but I'm not sure if he would. Well, he probably would go abroad to be fair if it's Madrid, but I don't know how much he'd play at Madrid. Um, I'm he not would leave Everton for that. I, I'm not leaving no. Everton if I was Calvert-Lewin. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't leave Everton if yeah, if I was Calvert-Lewin. Even come to Arsenal, then as an Arsenal fan, that's not a good thing to say. But. Um, he is. We're looking for a striker. He is a striker. He fits the bill in that sort of sense. But I think we would probably want to go with someone with sort of a bit more experience, uh, someone that's a bit more proven. Um, obviously, I know he's had a really good season. Season just gone, Fine. but oh, mate, we should never have got rid of him. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no, um, he's had a good season this season, Calvert Lewin. But I don't think he's sort of proved himself enough to warrant sort of being the Arsenal first team striker um, I think we should I think we would well we should go for someone with a bit more experience someone that's probably going to cost a bit more but someone that's proven um, over a longer period of time yeah, not saying that Calvert Lewin's bad in the sight is because he's, he's had a phenomenal season he's, um, he's, a, he's a good player um, I, I want to see him get some uh, minutes at the, at the uh, Euros but um, yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I see what you mean with that. He's not like an Arsenal kind of player you would see playing for Arsenal, but he's he's more than good enough. Like he's better than Aubameyang and better than Lacazette right now, who are your two yeah, other strikers. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, which is if we're looking forward, like who is more likely to be better looking forward? Cal, I would put my money on Calvert Lewin than Aubameyang or Lacazette from what I've seen personally. So, saying um, that though, I mean Arsenal's sort. Of, correct me if I'm I'm wrong here, 
Ollie, but like, um, wasn't Arteta's sort of philosophy was to get the crosses into the box and the balls into the box and that sort of thing. And Aubameyang was wasn't getting on the end of the headers or Lacazette wasn't either. I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin would do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Totally see the link there. It was, the, it was the the balls that were well. It was the the latter balls that were going into the ball. Obviously, there were balls going into the box, and yeah. uh, Lacazette yeah. and Aubameyang weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. But there were enough balls going into the box. We, that's where we were lacking the creativity all season. Um, obviously, we had some of our uh, players like Saka that were getting involved and stuff like that, and he was putting in some some good balls. But other than that, we can't just rely on just the one or two players that were putting in balls. I think if yeah, if if we were to get um, another more creative midfielder or uh, um, a better uh, wing, a right winger or something, then I think Dick Cavalloon would probably be a very good fit at Arsenal. Because if we can get, if we can provide him that service, then I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be able to tuck him away. No, I agree with you. But one one thing I would push back on what you said there was obviously saying like they you have balls going into the box but obviously Aubameyang and Lacazette aren't getting onto it but you don't have enough balls getting onto the box um but with Calvert-Lewin you're more likely to score from those one or two like one of those is more likely to be a goal anyway so you've got a goal there anyway if you have Calvert-Lewin because you do put balls into the box and then if you have a proper target man I'm sure your boys will put more balls into the box um yeah probably but as I, I said think, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's that and I don't think we should Oh, yeah, we we wouldn't just get Calvert. Um, yeah, we wouldn't just get Calvert. We'd need someone else to help provide the balls to Calvert Lewin. Um, we can't as I said, we can't rely on the one or two players that were putting in some sort of balls um, last year, and especially the fact that we were relying on nineteen-year-old Saka to be putting in balls um, majority of the time was just a lot of pressure for a young kid to be on uh, to be under. Obviously, he lived up to expectations. He had a good season, um, but yeah, I think there's. We do definitely need a striker, but there's def- obviously a few other players that were positions that we need to fill as well, which will help that stri- that striker as well. So, would you at this point would you prefer? Because I just it's quite obviously it's quite confusing. Obviously, I'm not an Arsenal fan, so I don't know the ins and outs. It's quite confusing because obviously, would you like? Would you rather have a a target man that could put the balls away that your players are currently? giving like that you've seen and that we know that Arsenal can do or would you rather have a a creative midfielder like attacking midfielder come in but still have that lack of finishing up top so if he's creating the finishing like, might not I'd even like both. work <laughs> I'd like uh, both. I, that's what I, that's what I mean we, we need that striker to be able to put in those uh, to put away those uh, those crosses but we also need someone that's going to be providing more of those crosses not just the obviously the, the couple that we were putting in um, which beforehand. one's you more dire because for me looking at it it's the striker, striker yeah so because it was it was a lack well yeah it was yes, the striker that let us it's tough there was a few there was a few players that really all positions that really let us down last year that obviously ended up giving making us have a, a terrible season but i'd say probably yeah the most key position is is probably a striker at the moment um unless we do get some sort of creative wizard in and suddenly Aubameyang and Lacazette pull the finger out and start doing something but i'm not willing to take that risk at the moment um, the stranger things have happened so you never know yeah. Uh, um, yeah i'm not willing to take that risk at the moment i think we'd rather i'd rather get a, a yeah a, a better striker in maybe and 
But yeah, there's also I like the Calvin Irving. I like the Calvin Irving, man. I think that could be really cool. I think it's a really cool idea. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's no. a really cool um, scouting move from Arsenal and a potential. I like it, man. I mean, you know, we've been talking about, obviously, we were talking about recently, Oli, how terrible Arsenal scouting transfer wise is. So look, identifying a player like Albert Lewin for Arteta to obviously, as you know, we're saying he likes footballs a lot. It's good. It's good, man. It just if it, if if they it's can. Good, go, it's it's, a, it's also not like well, it's a bit of an obvious kind of sort of person to think about. You think sometimes about obvious are just the best in it. If you you know, you'd rather go obvious and get a Lewandowski or a Haaland than it than go like obscure. Yeah, yeah. Or, I talk about it sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, obvious in terms of right. Let's look at the players that perf- uh, the strikers that yeah, performed yeah, in the Premier League yeah. last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, is one of them. Which yeah, Cavalier is like the category down as well from the big boys, so you can get him cheaper and that kind of thing. You, and you know, he doesn't bring as many demands and all that stuff as well. So yeah, I completely, yeah, I completely get what you mean. But um, but that's... track record as well with producing strikers ain't too bad in recent history, is it? With Rooney, Lukaku. I know Lukaku went there, but you know, um, he, he, Rooney, oh, Rooney, Rooney, Lukaku, and Cavalier. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, man. They're, they're 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 great, but uh, but yeah, Arsenal, man. They got to make some moves soon, and I think that we will see some transfers coming in. But, the thing, uh, yeah, the, the longer through the Euros it gets, and the closer to obviously after the Euros, basically, is when it's all gonna suddenly go nuts, and everyone's gonna be making signings left, right, and centre. I think a lot of teams and players are holding off while the Euros is going on. Um, so yeah, hopefully. The coming weeks will be the ultimate decider, really. No, 100%. And it, it's going to be... Arsenal need a good, maybe, four or five players in. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, man. Which is right. nearly the, nearly half of our team. 11 would be preferable, but, you know, that's a bit unrealistic. Oh, no, but, no, no. Ten, 10. Well, we've got Saka. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Um, but, yeah, no... Uh, We'll move on from Arsenal because uh, there it's it's quite it's still a lot of it, but not as big as it was like uh, last week. I know, obviously, just quickly, uh, Villa are tr- still trying to pursue Emil Smith Rowe, but I don't think anything really will come of that. Um, I, I don't really see the point from Villa, but fair enough. Um, but we'll move on to Liverpool, your boys, the boy, the Reds. Um, not a lot of rumours from like credible sources I've found yeah, on the internet. Yeah, a lot of hearsay. Um, a lot of hearsay, a lot of Twitter bots just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But from what I found from credible sources, or, uh, or people, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, John McGinn? It's a weird <laughs> signing, but fair play, man. I mean... That's a fall from grace, isn't it? That quite, John McGinn. <laughs> for some time, I've just put, like, put my faith in Klopp, because he, he delivers some good players. Yeah, and he does get the best out of every player he puts on the pitch. Yeah. Give or take, navigator. Um, so, that's a big last season. Fabinho had to play centre back, so I can't blame. Yeah, him. he's a good player. He's a baller for But I don't know. It's just, I feel like John McGinn, Aston Villa. What asking price was what like fifty mil? I mean, he better be bloody worth fifty million because you, we just lost. He's not Wijnaldum, who is balling out for Netherlands right now about to go to what was it PSG he's going to PSG and it's just yeah. like oh and then you bring in John McGinn it's like but how do you like Wijnaldum had a word with Klopp he said oh he had to get my mate in be John McGinn mate because yeah. I looked at some of his stats like 2021 tackle success rate 61% 2022 
Like that season, he had twelve yellow cards as well. He's a good player. Like, don't get it twisted. He's good. He's a good player. No, he's a good player. He puts puts in an absolute shift. But like, it's not very inspiring, is it? But when you say Liverpool, you you don't follow up with John McGinn. He's very James Milner. You wouldn't. You you say that. You say that. You wouldn't have done that with Robertson, would you? And he was at Hull. So, yeah. But this is what I mean. This is why I'm saying like I do put a lot of trust in Klopp for these decisions because he has pulled in like you've just said, Bardell or Robertson from Hull, and you're like the fuck and it turns and out to be one of the been, best left backs in the world your scouting has been what probably the best in the league for exactly. the last couple of years to be so, honest, if, so if Klopp turns around and goes look John McGinn's joining the roster I'd be like fair play let's see how he gets on let's see what you can make him do like I'm not going to sit here and be like that's a bad decision because he's not really made he's made more better decisions than he has made bad decisions how much Villa want for him 50 mil apparently yeah I wouldn't pay that I wouldn't pay 50 I wouldn't pay 40 I well, you, could, you could sell them Nat Phillips for like 35 and then get yeah. Sean McGinn. No, you ain't selling Nat Phillips. Phillips for like, oh, maybe Nat Phillips, Phillips for like 10 no, no, no. that push. Oh, hang on, hang on a minute. I'm not saying Nat Phillips is worth 35. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> saying that for some weird reason, a lot of clubs leave Liverpool youngsters to be worth that. I.e., I mean, you haven't got Bournemouth in the league, so unfortunately you can't just sell them to him. But <laughs> yeah. I've seen him linked with... Uh, with Burnley, I mean, if you could sell him for twenty mil to Burnley, then and Newcastle, he's been linked with Newcastle as well. Nat I'll Phillips. tell you, literally, I was coming on to these guys, the outgoings. Nat Phillips is linked for a twelve million pound move out of Liverpool uh, to Burnley and Brighton are the front runners, uh, from what I've seen. And then also Nico Williams, he it's actually said he wants to leave. That's fair. Um, um, we well want to break the first team football. I um, know. Um, I know Klopp has said like. He doesn't want them to leave, but they're not gonna like push them out. If they want to stay, then they'll stay part of the squad, which I think is yeah. really nice. Look, look, if you want to leave, that's fine. We'll sort that out. But if you don't, but, yeah, I'm happy so to keep you. If you you basically look at it, cooping around twenty-two to twenty-five million for the pair of them, um, it's all right, right business considering right. like Leeds, Southampton, Villa, and Burnley are interested. So I mean, if he's linked with Brighton, does that mean Ben White is definitely gonna? That's go? what I'm thinking. That's you never know. You never know. Um, do I'll that deal first, wouldn't you? Because that's the cheaper deal. So you'd get that deal over the line, then sell Ben White for fifty mil or whatever. That's I'd like to keep. Right? I'd like to keep. Um, personally, I'd like to keep hold of uh, Nat Phillips. Personally, yeah, I think he's been great. Yeah. Especially the being shoved into position, and then actually by the latter end of the sort of the situation he was in, he was phenomenal. He was actually sort of proper getting the job done, and you know, not bitching about it. To be fair. Yeah, I would. I would not be keeping him, but you know, it's going to always come back, I guess. But I think for his development, he'd be better to stay at Liverpool because obviously he's not going to be like first pick. Obviously, going from next season, it's probably going to be Van Dijk, Konate, and then. I mean, there's no better. There's no better uh, development than playing first team football every week. What centre backs Uh, they are? But I'm Um, just saying, like you, you play like. Even for one season, just like working under like Van Dyke for a bit, even all these experienced, talented, like world class players, and then I don't know, man. Nat Phillips is not a realistic Liverpool startup. For no, no, I'm saying he's a realistic starter. And he's not. I wouldn't mind seeing him in like cup games. I mean, he's 24, so 
if you're not going to see him for a few years, you probably won't see him until he's like 28, 29, when it's not too bad. But is he realistically going to be any good because he's not playing? He's, yeah, like, fair enough. He does it in training, watching Van Dyke and playing with Van Dyke. But at the end of the day, you actually have got to get on the field and play 90 minutes for a, to, to consistently to actually become a good football player. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I see what you mean, though, because it is kind of one of them things where you don't want to see someone like that go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he has got potential, but sometimes it is better to just, you know, you've got to let him go, innit? Yeah, because just... you've got Van Dyke ahead of you, and then yeah. there's one sport, and you've got Gomez, Matip, and, you know, Ibrahim Kanate there now, and you're like, you're not going to play, even if you do, it's not going to be in a, a high import, important game. Yeah, like against Macclesfield in the FA Cup. Exactly, so, exactly. You know I mean? Th- those so... are the, I understand, like, why he would leave, because, like, oh, it's a congested position now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand why he went there because of the injuries and stuff. And oh, he actually yeah, did get game time. But I can fully see where, why he wants to leave it. It mm. completely makes sense. But um, the second, well, yeah, Chelsea, they're, they're doing a bit of a madness at, at the moment. Um, they're trying to get rid of Ziyech. Um, and it looks like he's going to be following in the footsteps of his former Chelsea teammate, Fakayu Tomori, with Milan are interested in buying him. So uh, Milan crazy, comes to man. all these Chelsea boys. Um, oh, how are they going to, mate, I would. I mean, I'll take him. <laughs> I can't believe they're going to try and sell him. Yeah, they just yeah, did one season. They just signed him. But the reason why they are trying to sell him is because they have fully put themselves in the race for Jack Grealish. They are, they said they're rivaling Man City to get that signature if they can get that signature. Jesus so, Christ, it's got too much money. It doesn't even stop there, mate. It oh, doesn't even God. stop there. That was it. They are very well. They said they're trying to get Haaland, but if that doesn't work. They're going for Lewandowski because also Bayern Munich are trying to get Haaland. So if Haaland goes to Bayern Munich, Chelsea are going to pick up Lewandowski. Oh my God. It's so, like, yeah. like that kid. Chelsea's like that kid who just writes names on a bit of paper and just puts the best fucking yeah, it's so They're kind of football manager, manager, aren't they? Yeah. Financial takeover. You're just like, right, I'll take it all of these, man. So <laughs> um, yeah. weird though, going for Lewandowski when he'll be like, what? mid 30s at that point well, you know chelsea have got this striker problem right so they need the most like guaranteed so, yeah, thing yeah. in the world and <laughs> levin <Lewandowski laughs> scoring goals is the most guaranteed thing oh no go for calvert lewin in the prem though oh uh, levin uh, i'm he's yeah you know there are there are players that you know that that doesn't really matter for i think in the prem do you know what i mean there are players that just do it they do it in the champions league they do it in bigger stages in the premier league yeah. like, i think yeah um, on a consistent basis, though, like obviously the, the Premier is the best strike, well, one of the best, you know, top two strikers in the world. I, I don't disagree with you at all, to be fair, because I think in terms of the other top European leagues, I think the Bundesliga is probably the closest to the Premier League in terms of the physicality of it, um, compared to like La Liga, Serie A, Farmers League, all that crap. Um, but yeah. I just think, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he does. I always find it quite interesting to see if players can perform in other leagues as well as just sort of the league they've been in for sort of however long. Um, Which makes I don't, me... Yeah, um, I, I don't doubt Lewandowski could do it. He's obviously a phenomenal player. Should have won Ballon d'Or. It was um, cheated out of it. Rob. Exactly. But just to Robbie. touch on what they you just like said Robbie. about um, other players doing it in different leagues. I thought we were going to touch on it, but Mbappe's handed in his... Oh, wait, whoa, 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 I'm going through Premier League at the moment, brother. We'll get to the... Uh, oh, all right, we'll I thought it was going to be on the Liverpool thing. Well, if you had read the notes I said... I have it up, I didn't get earlier, that far. So if you'd read it, you'd have seen the Mbappe thing on there. So, you know, slow your horses, son. We're talking about Chelsea. All right, um, kick mark. Yeah, kick mark, for God's sake. Um, as you know, he's streaming, so don't get me. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, so that's basically it. Chelsea are looking to do a madness again. Um, I don't know if that means Werner's going out the door. I would. I don't know why you keep him around if you're going to get Haaland or... or uh, can, I can or, see like maybe a around of Werner going to Bayern. Maybe they enter the Mbappe race now that Jesus. he's officially said he wants out. They got the minute. money. That's for later. That's for later, mate. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but, um, he hasn't said it yet. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Basically, yeah, the other stuff in the Premier League, yeah, Villa trying to do that. Spurs, nothing player-wise, all managerial Tim Pot stuff. Um, Leicester have just signed uh, Pat Sandaka from uh, RB Salzburg, 23 million. Uh, I don't know much about him. I don't know if any of you guys know anything about him. Nah. No, uh, no, not really, no. Um, Palace, bit of Palace talk. As everyone loves a bit of Palace go, talk. Go get him um, drink see, top on, up. on the notes, I can see that the Palace section is considerably larger than most other sections on here. <laughs> yeah, I had a bit to put on there, bro. Uh, yeah, Lucien Favre, man. Might be our new manager. Uh, it's going really well at the moment. For, obviously, former Dortmund boss who, yeah, like I was put in the notes, bought, bought the likes of Haaland, Bellingham and Rayner to uh, Dortmund. And, you know, he likes to use youth players, which is fucking, which quality for us. We have a good academy. Um, he's elevated every club he's been to. Yeah, we're facing some sort of competition from Everton, but I think they're more leaning Rafa than Favre. And uh, from reports from Athletic saying that they've met, talked, and uh, Favre was impressed with the Palace's plans for the future. So, you know, it's a... I don't know. I'd be happy with it. I don't know what you guys think of that, but I'd be happy with it. A BBC tweet from an hour ago has just said that they could have him appointed by the end of the week they're in advanced talks so maybe that is good news all i know is a former dortmund manager that's you know managed there with sancho harland and all these boys that can only be fucking good for us like whatever i mean he is That'd be a decent appointment. He, he's 63 so he's in the age range that we like um <laughs> nearly on his more exciting than Nuno. oh wait wait oh mate i'm so gassed he's got his bus so gassed. i uh Jeez. this is if i'm looking at all the other managerial candidates that we've been rumored with he is by far the best one like and we've improved the most you know he's not done it in the premier league whatever but i don't really at this point i don't care about i just want a manager in it um with some sort of uh esteem around him but also like in terms of uh links to players um conor gallagher apparently we're, we're looking at signing uh conor gallagher from chelsea obviously was on loan at west brom last year did very well on loan at west brom uh 15 million pounds we're looking to sign him for which i think you know central midfielder freshen up that central midfielder bit which would be quite nice uh, Aaron Ramsey I've seen I don't think that's going to be a thing though um, I don't think we pay him the wages that he would want um, Ozan Kabak we might be looking at him getting him in from Schalke uh, youthing up that, cent- that uh, back line but yeah apart from that Maitland Niles I saw but I don't think that'll happen um, yeah I don't know it's interesting that I just want to get this manager thing over the line and then we can start worrying about players and stuff um, I do think Zaha will leave though at some point um, but yeah, what do you guys think of any of them transfers? Good transfers, do you think? Or I think the Kabak one would be good. Yeah, Kabak would be all right. I don't see the point in uh, in Ramsey. Well, I see the point in it. I don't think you pay his wages. Um, like you said, I'm being completely honest. I don't want him. No, he's part. He's, he's past his prime. I think now. Yeah, I don't um, really want him to be honest. What like if yeah. if he'd gone from Arsenal to a Palace, that would have made me good, a good choice, but. The last sort of couple of, what is it now two years or so, uh, he's been at Juve. He's 
not really done a whole lot since he's been there. Uh, I don't know how much he's played. I don't think it's been that much. And I think he's amount to him. He has actually played a decent amount. He's played more than I thought he had played. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't think he's now what you guys would, would need. I think there's probably better players that you guys could get. But he's just a placeholder for when Eze gets back. And I don't really want to spend the wages on a placeholder. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, because he, he went to Juve for free, he's been earning an absolute ched uh, recently for the last couple of years. So I don't think he'll want to lose that much of a, that much of a, of a wage um, sort of bracket. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I'm not worried. Conor Gallagher's the one I want to get over the line, man. Um, I really like Conor Gallagher. I think he, he, he'd bring a lot of you know, a bit of flair, a bit of that kind of thing to the to the midfield, sitting behind Eze, it would be great, man. And uh, Favre likes to play a 4-2-3-1, which is just, wah, you know, inject it in me, mate. I want it. But um, but yeah, like get, get it going, Palace. Come on, Parish, pull your pull your socks up, mate. Let's get it done. But um, oh, did any of you guys watch it? When Eagles Dare, by the way? Not yet, no. Uh, not yet. Oh, you're letting Someone me down, friends. Some friends you are. No, I'm only joking. Um, it was uh, it was alright actually. It wasn't as cringy as I thought it was going to be for us. Do you know what I mean? But um, that's always the worry with these kind of documentaries. Have you but... watched the Fergie doc yet? No. no the way, what is that? Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, I think. Yeah, Alex Ferguson never oh, given. Well, I'm watching it tonight. It's not really a, a Man United like fully full thing. I mean, it touched on them, but. Oh, so is it about him? About is it? Yeah, it's yeah. more about Fergie oh, where he up that. Nice. I'll have to give that a look. Yeah, it's I'm watch that tonight, actually. But um, yeah, moving on with just just quickly get the rest of these out of the way. Um, Netherlands star, obviously Denzel Dumfries has been playing amazingly in the Euros. Um, he's played his way into a big uh, a big deal, I think, this summer. Uh, Everton have been linked, but also more recently Bayern Munich, Milan, and Inter uh, uh, won him. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Imagine. I, a bit weird because he does play the same sort of position as Alfonso Davies. So I don't know how they're going to work that out. I know which one I'd rather have, but um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that works. Um, Barcelona, we're getting closer to making a new deal with Messi. I think that's probably going to happen. He'd probably finish his career there. Ugh, um, so fucking boring. Especially well with the fact that they've signed Depay and Aguero to to partner him up in that top three. Oh, I think man. it's uh, you know it's ridiculous. And we've seen what Frank Dion's doing in this. Uh, in this Euros, he's he's played he is playing himself into the conversation with one of the best midfielders in the world right now. So uh yeah, they obviously Barcelona also want to get rid of Coutinho with Arsenal interested, but that's real speculation at the moment and a really weird oh, move. We just link with him every bloody year. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, um, a bit of lazy journalism there. Sorry, I'm not Coutinho Liverpool thing. Uh I mean I don't uh, see the point, but point. I saw yeah. it, I'm just saying. Again, Did again. you make any changes to your front? line uh mark. nah <laughs> don't need to like it's a kind of a, a bit of a well, it's a shame but it's also not a shame that messi's gonna sign a new deal because i would have loved to have seen him do it anywhere else anywhere any even just anywhere a different team else. even just a different team in the liga exactly. like, i like a one-man club man i'm not gonna lie yeah uh, it's cool to see club. and stuff and obviously if, if he's happy then fine but obviously there was so much talk last season about how unhappy he was obviously things were going to go to court about his contract and everything he wasn't allowed to leave but he was allowed to leave and all this sort of stuff and it it seemed to be quite a sort of excuse the pun a, a messy um sort of situation <laughs> um but it was just 
for all of that to now just go away and now he's all of a sudden sort of just signing a new deal it's a bit like oh it's a bit like a bit anticlimactic really because yeah. i would have loved seeing him sort of come to the prem even if it's just a, a season in the prem that would have been quite cool or yeah any other league really um that would have been interesting but fair enough he wants to set barca he's been there for the rest of his life so why not why not see out the rest of his career yeah, well, 100%. I think I think it's cool. I like, it is what it is. Messi and Barcelona goes hand in hand. I couldn't actually, personally, I couldn't picture him playing anywhere. But um, but it would have been cool to see him in the Prem, 100%. I mean, he, obviously, he's one of the best players ever. So I do like that. But where would he go? Where would you like to see, obviously, excluding your own teams, if unless it is your team that you think that he would go to? Um, any, anyone? I think it'd be City. I, I think I was going to say City. City. Yeah. City or United, probably. Chelsea. Chelsea. I can see Chelsea being a sneaky one of them boys because they just got money, innit? They don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah that's true. Abramovich will like, take it. Yeah. They've got their limited chip. Here's a like Um But yeah, so moving on. A bit of out, obviously, we're moving outside. Moving to the Syria. Juventus, man. Locatelli. He has, like we said earlier, he has played himself into a big money move. They are looking at Juventus are looking at signing him. They want 34 million, and uh, yeah, they also have been reported by Sky Italy that they want a uh, a player in the deal as well as a 34 million, which I think is fair not enough. Bad, you know. 34, Look at it as a robbery. Oh, it's weird. Like the the way the Serie A do do business is weird. They sell yeah. to each other and they sell low. It's it's always been that way, and uh, yeah. it's so weird. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great move. Obviously, Juventus getting the cream of the prop in Italy, as it will always be. But um, but yeah, Locatelli. Yeah, I mean, I love it when play. I love it when the Euros and the World Cup around come around because you do see these players. It happened with James Rodriguez. It happens with all these players. They come around, they smash it in a World in a tournament, and then they get their big money move. Um, it's cool. But Ramos, yeah, like uh, Faz was saying earlier, Ramos looking to turn down United and City in favor of joining PSG. Fair enough. Get the bag. Get that bag before you retire. Get a couple of years under your belt. Get paid a shit. Yeah, I would not. I would not want to see him at Man United anyway. I think that's a red card waiting to happen. I'm in the French league. Yeah. Where do you guys think? Because I, I love Sergio Ramos. I think he's fantastic. He's one of my favourite players to watch, and he's one of the. I think he's one of the best centre backs to have done it. But obviously, he pushes people's buttons. Um, I love yeah. the I love the shit house. He's been proper shit housery player. I love, I love it. it. Yeah, I love it. You but... wouldn't get away with it in the prem. Nah, no. And I think, and I think he's been. I mean, he's had a fabulous career, hasn't he? So he can go away and do it with PSG, who are probably going to be one of the favourites for the Champions League again. And so let's winning. face it, Man United won't be. Yeah. No, Mark, are you still, you uh, Mark, are you still salty about um, Ramos injuring? Uh, Salah. Not as much as I should be because we did then win the Champions League the following yeah. year. So like if we didn't win the Champions League the following year, I'd still be fuming about it. It'd be the first thing I'd say every single day on this podcast. But we won we won we won it the following year. So Alright everyone, welcome back. Fuck Sergio Ramos. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. This is a fuck Sergio Ramos podcast only. Uh no, he did he did kind of like you talk about the shithousery and there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, yeah, shithousery. Then you say Sergio Ramos shithousery and I'm like, no, because I was on the receiving end of that shithousery and it was not fun. Like, I was sitting there going, oh, Salah, nice man. Until, like, it's always nice until you're, you're on the receiving end. Exactly, exactly. But like, yeah. it's, I don't know why he does it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, it's what it is, what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, the last bit of news would have been a nice surprise if Mark hadn't have, uh, you know, Mark had read the... Uh, 
I've read the notes I've made. Yeah, we'll um, come back from work no, to sort out the podcast. Mbappe is... Uh, you got a lunch break? Uh, Mbappe <laughs> uh, is on his way out of PSG, basically. So I'm putting socks on. That's why I'm... Don't, I, I've not <laughs> seen yeah, this. I refuse to believe this. Um, no, he's signing with Arsenal. He can text me earlier. Text text my the last topic of this podcast. So all I want to put to the question is uh, put the question to you guys is if he does leave, where will he go? Liverpool. Arsenal. Okay, realistic answers, please. Uh, he texted te- me earlier. He's coming to Arsenal. He, he's a good friend of mine, you know. Okay. <laughs> Ollie's not definitely not going Arsenal. Ollie's lost the plot, mate. Um, <laughs> he's been sat in that room all day and it's just got to him now. Because uh, I turned <laughs> my fan off earlier. I'm overheating. I'm, it's like getting the. Heat stroke. I think if anyone's in the name for if there's there's a handful of clubs, Liverpool's going to be one of them at least. So, but okay, do you realistically, genuinely believe that he will go to Liverpool? If I say one, like this is your favourite club for him to go to, is it really Liverpool or are you, are you just wishful thinking right now? Is it Liverpool bias? Because it's not Liverpool. Like it just ain't. <laughs> I don't even think Liverpool would actually pay that much money for him. To be nah, honest. me neither, man. We've we've we don't splash the cash all every like like in bulk. Like we splash the cash. Van Dyke, you've Allison. If not, like maybe money. That that would be a mind-boggling figure to get. That, right? Yeah, mind-boggling. Yeah, and easy. Not that I'm saying there has been a player that's come on the market for. 80 million or whatever but yeah you haven't even have you done that I done that oh van dyke but van i mean dyke. no like, van dyke was 75 yeah like you know i don't know i think we, i don't think he'll go to an english club because we're all owned by american owners and they really don't want to spend the money it's tough though because obviously there's so many layers to all of this as probably everyone knows but obviously liverpool have gotten this new fresh deal with nike but then Mbappe is quite heavily involved with Nike as well, so there's obviously that to take into consideration. Yeah, but these little things. How many teams? I'm pulling on everything, guys. I don't yeah. want to get your hopes up because that's why Ronaldo is linked to us every year. Ronaldo is linked every year on the basis that we had we had Chevrolet, uh, who had done the biggest like shirt sponsorship at one point. Then we had Nike. They were going to bring him back. Then we had Adidas. They Okay, they did kind of fund the Paul Pogba transfer, but yeah, that's why Ronaldo is linked with us every single year because of shirts and and the sponsors. So, not happening. It's, it's one of those things you take with a pinch of salt. I do understand. It's it's just um, <laughs> it's just every single time there's been like Mbappe talks, there's always that one thing that I come across like, oh Mbappe Liverpool, uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, but like you, I imagine you do follow Liverpool fan things. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. of course. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be why. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but um, Germany are losing. Well then, to Hungary. Love Let's that. Oh, Hungary! We need to practice. Go up, so I need to go watch this game. Uh, yeah, I think, two hours. I think. Yeah, Madrid. In all seriousness, okay, Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, he thinks Madrid. Bars. Who do you think he'll go to? Yeah, I think Real Madrid. Real Madrid, okay. I think realistically Real Madrid, but if it's going to be a Premier League club, I'm putting money on Chelsea to put them to get it through. The only club that will spend the money like that to get it done. Right, Maybe yeah. obviously Man City as well, but, but yeah. Um, not if they yeah. go for Harry Kane. Not if they go for Harry Kane, exactly. But I wonder if now, now if they see this Mbappe thing, will they go for Kane? Um, probably, but uh, yeah, it'd be I'm, interesting. I'm to putting see. my money on Liverpool. 
You've just lost all your money. Don't mind. No. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't lost it yet, have I? So. You know how I feel. Why would you say that? Like, you put me in such an uncomfortable situation. Like, you know I'm not happy. You know I'm trying to see if it'll work out here, and I know that it's not. Oh, I mean, you have. You did bet. You did say Man City were going to finish seventh. Come on, man. I'm trying to make this podcast interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought this podcast was pretty interesting before that, Mark. I'm hoping, anyway. I'm just throwing the flame. just adding flames to the fire. But yeah, Liverpool yeah. will sign Mbappe. Done deal. Yeah. And Palace will sign Ronaldo. Uh, and Messi. And yeah. And then we'll <laughs> win the And then we'll win the La Liga. You'll so, win the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, we're wrapping up because I need to go watch this football, guys. Thank you for joining me, Mark, Ollie, and Bards. As always, it's been uh, it's been great talking to you, boys. We'll be on this same time. Well, maybe not the same time, but we will be on next week, depending on how you know our work and schedule all plans out. But we will be back. I'm not sure if we'll have Harry or Bards. That's still up in the air. But one of them two boys will be back. Bards, obviously, if you're available, um, we will we will obviously you know talking to you and that kind of thing. But um, yeah sweet uh but yeah thanks everyone that right. should be your next poll mate yeah oh yeah Gets, mm. ooh, that could be interesting i know who i vote for but um i'm not gonna say play your cards close to your chest i like it but um but yeah no thanks yeah thanks to everyone for watching if you're watching on live or if you're watching or listening from you know it could be 10 years in the future who knows thank you for listening but make sure to like, subscribe, follow on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, anything that holds podcasts. Have a look. We might be on there and subscribe to us. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you soon. Next it's coming time. home. It's, it's coming, coming home. Away. It could have been all songs in the street. It was nearly complete. It was nearly so sweet.